You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Somebody say kairos. Kairos is a Greek word that we learned last week. And um, I'm entitling this series, Kairos, God's Season for You. How many of you believe that God is beginning a great season for you? Amen? Amen. The Dallas Cowboys, their season is over. But maybe I shouldn't have gone there. But your season is just beginning, right? Amen? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for this new season. All right. Sorry about that. I just had to throw that in, okay? (laughs) I'm a Cowboys fan, so... uh, Pray for me. Okay. Anyway, today we're looking at part two of this series, Kairos, and we're looking at this theme, Deeper Faith. Anybody want to go deeper with the Lord? Well, a great example of um, someone who God took to deeper levels of faith is Abraham, and you can read all about it in Genesis, but in Hebrews 11, we read a synopsis in a few short verses of what God did, and I see in everything that God did with Abraham in this synopsis that we're reading in Hebrews 11 is actually taking Abraham to higher levels of faith or deeper faith. So let's read beginning with verse 8 of Hebrews 11. By faith, somebody say, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he, called, when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. He went out, and and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who he had who he had promised verse 12 therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore well as we walk through the synopsis of this um, the life and times of abraham we see that god had a plan to always with every circumstance with every issue with every challenge God was taking Abraham deeper. And I kind of liken it to what you and I have the privilege of experiencing today. With every circumstance you deal with and have to face, with every issue, with every challenge, I do believe that God has a purpose to take you and I to deeper faith. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have the privilege to be in here and uh, that we have the privilege of worshiping with fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord, as we get into the teaching of your word, may your word come alive in us. And through us, that we may know and understand the great things that you have for us. Challenge us, Lord, so that we would get out of our comfort zone and step into the deeper waters that you have for us. We give you glory and praise. Speak to us through your word. Amen. You may be seated. Kairos is a Greek word, and I just want to do a quick review from last week to introduce this word kairos. And for those of you here last week, just bear with me for the next one or two minutes. Uh, in, in English, we have the word time. But in Greek, there are two words for time that is translated uh, 
you know, from Greek to English as this time. And the first one is chronos. And that's a Greek word which, where we get the word chronological, time in a chronological sense. If I were to say minute, you know that I'm talking about 60 seconds. If I were to say uh, month, you know we have 12 months. If I were to say week, you know that that chronologically means seven days and on and on. That's chronological. And, um, and once again, an example of that is minute. But there's a second Greek word for time that's uh, in, in the Bible, many instances in the Bible, that's the word kairos. And that means opportunity, fitting season. And an example of that is the word moment. Now, if I were to tell you, give me a minute, you know, okay, I'll give you 60 seconds. But if I were to say, give me a moment, well, how long is a moment? Well, there's no chronological way of, of deciphering how long that moment is going to last. So once again, uh, there are certain, uh, certain scriptures that refer to time as chronos, and there are certain scriptures that refer to time as kairos. Well, we have just begun a chronos season, which is 2019, shows us on the calendar that today happens to be January the 13th, 2019. So chronologically, this is the day of January 13th, 2019, and we are in a fairly new year. But I also want to add to that that I just simply believe that as we begin a chronos year, chronologically the calendar says 2019, I want to believe that for you this is a kairos season, a season where God can do great things for you. And what a great fitting time. And I'm just going to say the time is now. Quick example, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 Scripture here says this, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season, somebody say season, we will reap if we do not give up. Actually, if you take that word season from Galatians 6, 9 and look up in the original Greek, it's actually the word kairos. In other words, don't give up, don't, be, don't grow weary in doing good, for in, due, in your due season and your due kairos, this is God's opportunity, God's season for you if you do not give up. How many of you want to receive that in the name of Jesus? Amen? So today we're getting into part two of Kairos, and we're talking about deeper faith. Now, when I was growing up, I loved to play football. And one, there was uh, pretty much sandlot football. And, uh, and even when... Uh, when, when I was a little bit younger, my, my boys were more you know, were teenagers. We used to throw the football around, and, and especially when we were with our, the rest of the family on Thanksgiving, we would play some football. And one of the things I like to do is I like to, to tell one of the guys on my team, if I'm the quarterback, which I had the opportunity many times to do that, I use these words, go deep. What does it mean, go deep? That means I don't want to fool around with these little short rinky-dink passes, Okay. I want you to go long, I want you to go far, and I'm going to throw it as far as I can because I want it all. I want a touchdown. I don't want to gain two yards. I want a touchdown. How many know what I'm talking about, okay? And, and that was just the way I enjoyed doing it. So whenever I use this terminology, go deep, that's what you know. If you're, if you're a Sandlot football player, uh, you know it's time to go deep. Now, when it comes to our spiritual life, some people fall into the trap of wanting just a little bit of God, a short pass from God here, a short little thing here from God, and they don't want to go deep in the things of God. And maybe, I don't know why, maybe it takes 
way too much effort to go deep. Uh, maybe uh, they wonder what's going to go happen, what's going to happen to me if I go deep in my walk with the Lord. But I'm going to tell you right now that I do believe that one of the things God wants you and I to do is to, as we enter this new Kairos season, is to go deep. My son, my daughter, it's time to go deep. This is where I want you to go. No, no more just a little bit of there and a little bit of there. And, and kind of like, you know, I'm going to date myself, but some of you older people know that there used to be this thing called Braille cream for your hair. And, 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 the, and the, the, the tagline to the commercial was this, a little dab will do ya. Anybody remember that? Okay, if you raise your... Okay, some of you remember that? Okay, man, I, I'm not the only... Uh, okay, anyway. Okay, a little dab will do you. And, and, uh, when it comes to the Spirit of God, how many know a little dab won't do you, right? Don't be satisfied with just a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Don't be satisfied with just a little bit of God. It's time to go deep. Do I hear an amen to that? Amen? So let's learn some lessons that we from Hebrews 11... As, as it references this great man of faith, Abraham. Lesson number one is this. God is inviting you to deeper faith. God is inviting you to deeper faith. Verse 8 here of Hebrews 11 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he would, that he was to receive as an inheritance. So there's an inheritance. God, God called Abraham. There's an invitation. And today... I believe God is extending an invitation to you and I to go deep. Abraham, God says, I want you to go. I want you to go deep. And I believe he's giving us an, a, a similar um, exhortation. It's time to go deep. When, when I was uh, a, a younger dad and my kids were small, I hope you guys don't mind me uh, telling about this, but of what we used to do, go swimming, I used to put them on the edge of the swimming pool and I would stand in the pool, maybe maybe three or four feet tall, maybe four feet tall, and, and I'd say, okay, jump to daddy. And so they would, their toddlers jump. And at first they were a little bit hesitant. Okay, dad, is dad going to catch me? Am I going to be okay? The water is dangerous. And finally they'd get enough courage to jump off the edge of the swimming pool and jump into the pool and I'd catch them. And then they'd like it. They liked it so much they'd say, again, again. And so we'd do it again. And that little thing repeated itself about 12 to 15 times until daddy got tired. But one of the things I did, I would do with them is I was near the edge of the pool but every time they said again, I'd put them on the edge and I'd take a little step back. And then they'd jump to me. Again, again, okay, put them back in the pool. I'd take a little step back. And they didn't realize it, but every time they jumped, they were going a little bit deeper because uh, their daddy's arms were there to catch them as they would jump into the deeper water and they were getting used to the familiarity of, of being in the, in the presence of that water. Likewise, there's a correlation here because our Daddy God, Abba Father, is inviting you to go deep. And sometimes you say, Lord, I, I don't know if I could just jump into this deep water. Well, just jump a little bit. And then once we do that, oh, okay, it's pretty good now that I'm getting a little deeper with God. God says, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. But this time, God takes his steps back a little bit further. And he says, okay, we jump a little bit more. God is telling each one of us to go deeper. He did that with Abraham. And he does it with, uh, uh, with you and I. I really believe that. And I believe 2019 is a season where we can go deeper. There's a great quote that I want to give you from Victoria Erickson. She says, life is too short for pretend. Go deeper. Live with integrity and unwavering intention. Choose real. That's what happened to Abraham. So here in verse 8 of Hebrews 11, 
Scripture says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. So what did God do? God called Abraham. God invited Abraham to go deep. And by faith, Abraham says, yes, I'm going to do that. That last word here in in verse number 8 that I have on the screen, the word inheritance kind of intrigued me, so I actually looked up the definition of the word inheritance. We know what inheritance is. I was just curious to see what the dictionary said. And it says, something passed on at the time of an owner's death to an heir or someone else entitled. So in other words, there's something that is passed on from, uh, from one person to another when someone dies, and, and it's, it's an inheritance. So I started thinking about that, that Abraham knew that he had an inheritance with, with the Lord, and you and I have an inheritance as well. well. First of all, inheritance is given to sons and daughters, those who, uh, who are part of the lineage. How many of you are, are sons and daughters of the Most High God? Amen. You want to receive something great from God, become his son, become his daughter, and you will become part of the lineage that God has in store for you. Great things in store. Secondly, uh, an inheritance can be passed on to someone who, who is uh, familiar. In other words, the, the, the person passing on knows that other individual. So it may not be a son and daughter. could be another relative, a distant relative. could be uh, could be even a friend or an acquaintance, but somebody that that person knows. So once again, the question is, do you really know God in a personal way to know, you know what, I'm going to receive this inheritance from God, the great things that God has in store for us. In a spiritual sense, we are his sons and daughters. And God is saying, okay, I, I want to develop this deep relationship with you. I got to tell you, when we come together on Sunday morning, I enjoy our time. I enjoyed worship. How many of you enjoy being in the presence of God? Amen. There's something special. Yeah, let's give the Lord praise for that. Just experiencing the presence of God is mighty fine. I love the fellowship. I love to be here. I love the preaching of the word. I just love what happens on Sundays. But I love God so much that I got to tell you, I don't want to limit. I don't want to limit my personal time with God to just a Sunday morning only. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who fall into that trap that the the extent of their spiritual life is Sunday morning. That's why I encourage you, do you spend daily time with the Lord? Do you spend time in the Word, your daily devotions, in prayer, in seeking the Word, and in worship? That's so important. But another thing that's so important for the body of Christ is to go beyond a Sunday morning. Now, in other words, the the challenge is this. Uh, Are we just going to show up on a Sunday morning and that's it? Or... Are we going to go deeper? Here at Fortress Church, we want to invite you to go deeper. And one of the ways we invite you to go deeper is by connecting, being part of a connect group. We have many connect groups, as we mentioned a while ago. And I'm going to mention this right now because this is part of the process of going deeper. This week, believe it or not, we have 11 new weekly connect groups being launched starting tonight. 11 New one starting this week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, don't have everything on, on Friday and Saturday, but uh, pretty much five days a week. And there's connect groups for men. There's connect groups for ladies. There's connect groups for marriage, married couples. There's general connect groups for anybody who wants to come. There's home connect groups. There's connect groups here at the church. Of course, the connect group guide is right there in, your, in the back pocket of your chairs there if you want to uh, look that over. And I want to encourage you to go deeper because it's so easy to come to church 
and just sit here and really not go deeper. And um, sometimes, you know, the enemy would want, oh, you know, you've paid your dues. You went to church twice this month. That's pretty good. You know, but yet God is saying it's time to go deeper. It's time to get that little that little nudge from the Holy Spirit. Sandy Deskin, would you come on up here? I ask her to say a few words because Sandy uh, has been serving the Lord. I'm going to say this for over 30 years and um, praise God for that. But recently she was sharing how God was doing something new in her life that kind of got her out of her comfort zone. And and she was expressing how recently, of course, we here at Fortress Church have been emphasizing connect groups and Bible studies and going deeper. She experienced that. And I wanted to share that with, because sometimes even though we've been Christians for many years, we fail to go deeper. Sandy did that. Tell us about your experience. I want to tell you about something that happened to me a few years ago. Uh, a Christian mentor of mine um, just said to me, Sandy, are, are you growing in the Lord? And I said, I said nothing. Because I kept thinking, yeah, I did, but I knew I was lying to myself, you know, but that, that, those words kept gnawing at me, are you growing, are you growing? And um, I wanted to let you know that it was a connect group, and I didn't say this earlier, it was a connect group that got my husband and I through a real struggle in our lives. Uh, this connect group, um, we were hurting, we were hurting a lot, and it was our connect group that st stepped up and called us, sent us cards, uh, just came to our house just to pray with us, cry with us. And I wanted to start with that. So I wanted to say that I've been coming to church most of my life, most of my life. And I'm just going to be real with y'all. I, I was just a Sunday morning person. I was just a Sunday morning person. And I wanted to say that what got me was I have a teenager. Sorry, Isaac. And, and his father says, hey, you've got some missing assignments. And we just jumped on him, you need to get this done. And I said, you know, son, in our day, we didn't have tutoring. You had to pay for it, or it was your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. And I said, and this school is offering tutoring in the morning, tutoring at lunch, tutoring in the afternoon, tutoring on Saturdays. I mean, what is it? what is it that's missing? You know, why are you missing this? And I remember the Lord saying, uh, Sandy, you've got some missing assignments. <laughs> you've got some missing assignments. And, and that missing assignments were, you know, get into the word. I started coming to connect groups with the women's Bible studies. And I'll be honest with you, can't stand reading books. I felt like I didn't have time for the, the books. And Pastor Randy said, you know, give a list of all the books you read. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know, because I saw Randy Sean's Facebook thing about the thousands of books he read. <laughs> but, you know, it started off with just one book years ago, and it was with The Bait of Satan. And Uninvited, she's got issues. It wasn't about other people's issues, people. It was about my issues. I had to learn that way. And The Made to Crave, Story of Ruth. Um, un I just finished Unexpected, so whoever signed for that, it's going to be awesome. Um, it's not supposed to be that way. I'm just starting that book. And Chris Garcia, thank you so much. Uh, she's starting one called No More Perfect Kids. I thought it was about perf how to make yours perfect kids, but I don't think it's about that at, at all. Um, I've never journaled. I cannot handle journaling at all. And 
for the first time, and again, I'm embarrassed, but at the same time, I'm excited. I've never read my Bible. I can carry it like a nice little ornament, but I've never read my Bible. And uh, a year ago, and I'm looking at Johnny, a year ago, I got this book in a white elephant at my, my connect group. It was supposed to walk you through the, the Bible. I just opened it, Johnny. And <laughs> I just opened it, and I love it. Now, how is it that I, I can journal for Weight Watchers, but I can't journal for the Lord? And I started and asked my husband. My husband's a morning person, so he reads his Bible for the fourth time already or fifth time, and he's a morning person. I'm not a morning person at all. But 10 o'clock, he's like, is, are you going to turn off the light? And it was like, I, I'm still journaling. And, and, and it's, it's an excitement. I'm excited for those connect groups because it just took one connect group for me to go and, and get the book and start reading and connecting with these women. You know, we had a connect group we were leading. And recently, the Lord told, you know, spoke to our, my husband and I and said, it's time for you to get fed. So we left our connect group. And thank goodness that Dennis and Brandy O'Reilly stepped up to lead that connect group so we can go get fed because I know the Lord has more for us. I know he has more for us. I know he has more for you. I, I wanted to say that, there's one more thing I wanted to say. I, I'm tired of excuses. It's exhausting making these excuses. You know, it's, it's exhausting. I, I, like I told people before, I can win an Academy Award on the excuses. I can, I can, I can do, I can come up with all kinds of stuff. And you know, who am I lying? I'm lying to myself, I'm lying to our Lord. He knows, he knows how just being lazy, you know? I, went to, I just recently heard somebody say, if you don't have at least one hour for yourself, make, you gotta make some changes. You have got to make some changes. And that's an hour and a half with our connect group, two max. You know, we need to, I needed to grow. I can only talk about myself. I made excuses. I was lazy. I wanted more, and the Lord was like, get off your butt. I mean, seat. Get off your seat. You know, get off your seat and, and, and get up. Do something. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how the Lord talks to me, okay? <laughs> you know, this is how the Lord me. And I'm journaling. I'm excited about journaling. I recently called Melissa, and I said, Melissa, have you read the Bible? <laughs> and she said, well, I'm reading it right now. And I said, oh, girlfriend, have you read chapter 15 of Genesis? I'm just in Genesis, because the book just walks you through certain, uh, certain chapters. And, and it doesn't say, you know, read all of Genesis in one day. It, it's, this is not like it. Do it at your pace. And I said, oh, my goodness, did you know that Abraham married somebody else after Sarah? And she's like, what? And I said, I know. <laughs> and I said, did you know that this happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? And, and it just gave, I just gave her details. She goes, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. This is better than Lifetime TV, people. This is better than Lifetime TV, people. You know? <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, you can't put the book down. You know, it just goes on and on. And I was like, oh, I got to go to bed. I got to journal. And I'm excited. I'm excited because the Lord put that passion in me, but he had to tell me, you've got some missing assignments. You've got some missing assignments. Do not blame the church. Do not blame the pastors because of your growth. I'm telling you right now, there are tutors. They have always been there. 
you're missing assignments or your own problem. You need, they, they're offering everything. Make that step to say, and, I, and I'm challenging you like he's challenging. You know, are you growing in the Lord? Thank you. Amen. Number two, lesson number two from Hebrews 11, deeper faith looks ahead to the future. Looks ahead to the future, the eternal. And we get this from verse 10 here in Hebrews 11. Abraham, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Anybody looking forward to your eternal home and glory, amen? Now, my wife and I, were in the process of having a house built and uh, just a few miles away from where we currently live. We're excited about it. She got to choose the colors of the house and the carpet and the brick, and I had the privilege of saying, yes, dear, that looks great, and, and uh, <laughs> no, she did a great job, uh, but the house should be ready within about 60 days. We're looking forward to it, and, uh, and we've got, uh, our builder is called KB Homes, but there's a better designer and builder that I'm looking for in my eternal home, and that is God Almighty, amen? The house that we're going to move into, uh, whether we like it or not, is temporary, Amen. But there is a home that's been built for us in glory that, is, that the designer and architect and the builder is God Almighty. Abraham, it says right here that he was looking ahead to his eternal home. So I'm asking you, by faith, do you believe in the things that are ahead of you? Not only for your eternal life in glory, but how about for 2019? Do you believe by faith that God's going to bless that future. One of the things this week, we had a fantastic week of prayer, one of the most um, highest attended that we've ever had here at Fortress Church. Monday through Friday, we had some great prayer meetings, loved it. But one of the things that we talked about is we began to thank God for what he has done. We began to thank God for 2018. But then we also began to thank God for what he's going to do, which leads us to a principle that I've taught you before. I never want you to forget it. It's this. When you thank God for what he's done, that is called gratitude. But when you thank God for what he's going to do, that is called faith. I mean, we need to have gratitude and faith. So what I love about people going deeper is this week as we were interacting with certain people during our prayer time is some people said, oh, I love prayer. It's great. But some people want to go deeper. So what do they do? Oh, pastor, I'm not only praying, but I'm fasting. Others will say, oh, pastor, I'm not only praying, but I'm reading through the Bible this year. Others will say, I'm not only praying, but I'm, I'm looking for this 30-day challenge to get into the Word or to do this. Others will say, you know, I'm going to finally, for the first time, get in a weekly connect group so that I can grow my spiritual life. And there's commitments all around. There's others who, who say, you know what, the Lord has been speaking to me about giving more, making a financial commitment. Let me just take a moment to say thank you for those of you who've made commitments in the financial area. We've been talking for a a couple months now about the safe houses in Juarez, Mexico, across from El Paso, that Jane Christensen and her ministry, Renovado Renewed, is is establishing for uh, for the sex traffic industry there in Juarez, Mexico, to take children and teenagers off the street give them a place to, to, to live, give them food, give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was, it was utterly amazing for us to experience that when we went a few weeks ago. Well, we asked you, uh, do you want to help? And I just want to say thank you because 
we as a church blessed them with $10,000, more than $10,000. And now, amen. And now, because of your faithfulness, and I say thank you, they bought that new safe house for the boys, and they're getting it prepared and renovated, and in a couple months, they're going to get ready to dedicate it uh, to the Lord. I just want to say thank you. Because of your faithfulness and giving, 2018, we, we uh, surpassed well over $50,000 in missionary givings. So when you give, we gave over 50, that we as a church gave over $50,000 to missionaries around the world. So what you are doing is literally making a worldwide impact. And I say thank you because many of you have just taken uh, your giving to, to another level. In fact, in addition to that, we were able to increase the number of missionaries that we support as a church every month to 34 missionaries and a missionary organization. So I just want to say thank you. Because of your faithfulness, we see what God is doing in big ways. I'll just say one more thing. Back a year ago, 52 weeks ago, the second Sunday of January of last year, I stood on this platform and I talked about a 90-day tithing challenge. Anybody remember that? And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, for those of you that want to make a commitment to tithe, I, if you want to sign this card, what you can do is tithe. And maybe you want to test God in this. And for 90 days, tithe. And if during those 90 days, when the 90 days is over, if for some reason you believe that God did not bless you because you've been giving, then you can ask for all your money back, okay? And it won't be a problem. And we, we did that. We made that promise. How many of you remember that? Okay, well, we went mid-January through mid-April of last year, 2018. We had over 60 of you, over 60 of you, sign up for the 90-day tithing challenge, begin to tithe, begin to give to God. And, and, and I told you that I believe, I'm believing that God would bless you. Well, after 90 days, April 15th came along. I mean, no, we're not fond of that date for some of us, okay? But after the 90 days... Guess how many of those 60-plus individuals and family units came and said, uh, Pastor, Fortress Church, we want our money back because God didn't bless us during these 90 days? The answer is zero, okay? God blessed every, every family and every individual who made a commitment to tithe because they were willing to go deeper. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? How many of you experienced the hand of God? Amen. And, and I believe it's good. So I tell you that because what is God telling you to do in order to go deeper? There's so many ways we can go deeper with the Lord. And one of the things I love is I read this passage from verse 10 of Hebrews 11. For Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. He was looking ahead. He was looking ahead to his eternal home. And, and, and that kind of correlates to what we're going to do this Saturday with the Legacy Life Plan Workshop. And one of the things that Randy Sean's going to be talking about is this. Start with the end in mind. So this Saturday as we walk through the Legacy Life Plan Workshop, it's, it's looking at what is the end in mind? Abraham was looking for the end in mind. He was looking for that home. He was looking ahead to what's going to take place in heaven. And, and he knew that, you know what, if I'm going to be there, then I need to establish myself today. Amen? That's what a legacy life plan is all about. Finding purpose in everything you do. 
one of the things that intrigued me, because I'm a football fan, is this past Monday, I really wasn't rooting for uh, Alabama or Clemson, but Clemson won. But the thing that intrigued me is the testimony from Trevor Lawrence, the most valuable player quarterback, and what he said was this. He said, uh, football is important to me, but it's not the biggest thing in my life. My faith is. Young man, I think he must be like 19 years old, most valuable player from the college championship this past Monday. And you know what? That intrigues me. He's looking forward to something even greater. Sometimes you put way too much emphasis on the things that are around us, the things we do or the, uh, the, the career we have. But how I many of the most important things should be our faith in the Lord? Number three, deeper faith is a foundation of a godly legacy. So as I read verse 12 here in Hebrews 11, we read this. You see legacy kind of written all over this. He says, therefore, from one man, as him as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. What is that all about? God is communicating something to Abraham and said, it's not just about you. Abraham, your faith is great. Thank you for your faith. But do you realize that your faith is not just for you, but it's for your descendants and those who come after you? It's all about legacy. Sometimes you wonder, do I serve God? Do I not serve God? Do I go deeper? Do I not go deeper? Do I grow in the Lord? Do I not grow in the Lord? Am, am I a person of prayer? Do I, do I have my daily devotions and we think it's all about me? Do I do this? Do I do this? Don't forget that what you do establishes a legacy for those who come after you. Establishes a legacy. That's what God was communicating to, to Abraham. Let, let's take, for example, the story that's found in Numbers chapter 13. You don't have to turn there. It's a story that you may be familiar with. Moses was leading the Israelites to the promised land. And then there came a point that he needed to send out 12 spies into the promised land to check it out. So he chose 12 spies, go into the promised land, and you come back with a report. You tell me, what's the land look like? What do the people look like? Do you think we can take it? Do you think we can do this? So they came back, the 12 spies. Perhaps you're familiar with the story. There was two who came back with a great report. Yes, we can do it. Yes, we can take these people. This land is ours. God gave us his promise and we can do it. But then there were 10 spies who said, oh man, they, they had a negative attitude. Oh, we're like grasshoppers compared to these people. We can't do it. We may as well give up. And, uh, and that's where it was. So two came with a great faith-filled report. And there's 10 who came back and they had a lack of faith. Now, speaking about legacy, I'm going to ask you this. Does anybody know the names of the two spies, those two men who came back with the great faith-filled report? Anybody remember that? Caleb and Joshua. I mean, know that. Many of you know that, okay? Now, how many of you can quote the names of the ten spies who were negative? Probably not. I don't think anybody, okay? I can't either. You know why? Because out of those twelve, two left a legacy that we remember. We remember them, we remember what they did, we remember their faith. The ten, we don't remember them. Did they leave a legacy? Nope, because they lacked faith. And now, even as we read the Bible, we see, I want to be like Joshua and Caleb. 
That's the kind of legacy we want to leave. So I ask you, do you have a negative attitude? Oh, I can't do this. 2019, oh, it's going to be a bad year. Or do you say, you know what? In the name of Jesus, this season that I'm entering, a Cairo season, this is God's season for me, and I'm going to believe it in the name of Jesus. The choice is yours. And what you choose to do will leave a legacy. Here's a to another level lesson. When you make a decision to live in the purpose and potential that God has for you, that is faith. When you help others find their purpose and potential God has for them, that is legacy. So today, I'm going to close by sharing with you something that I believe a progression that I believe we need to have. And it all starts with a want to. Do you really want more of God? Do you really want to go deeper? Or are you satisfied with just a little bit of God? Well, if you want more of God, this is the progression that I believe takes place. It goes like this. I put it in your notes. When you desire more of God, prayer becomes your lifestyle. When prayer becomes your lifestyle, your faith goes deeper. When your faith deepens, miracles happen. When miracles happen, blessings unfold. And when blessings unfold, God is glorified. Amen? Are you see the progression here? Do you realize that? Let me say it one more time because it all starts with your want to. Do you have a desire to go deeper with God? Let me read it again. When you desire more of God, prayer becomes your lifestyle. When prayer becomes your lifestyle, your faith goes deeper. When your faith deepens, miracles happen. When miracles happen, blessings unfold. And when blessings unfold, God is glorified. Amen? And all this happens when you have the want to to go deeper. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Lord. We're going to prepare for a time of prayer because I believe that God is speaking to you. Now the question is, how will you respond? I'm going to read a declaration, and I put this together because I want you to believe this from the depths of your heart. So if you want to join with me, you may repeat after me. Here we go. Lord God Almighty, thank you for all the blessings you have given to me. You are an awesome God. Today, I dedicate this new year to you. I recognize that this is my Cairo season. I accept your invitation to go deeper. I place my future into your mighty hands. Not only do I commit myself to pursuing my God-given purpose, but I also commit myself to establishing a godly legacy that will result in others reaching their purpose and potential in you. May your Holy Spirit Anoint me to fulfill your will for me. Amen. So be it. Anybody want to believe that? Amen. Anybody want to believe that? Thank you, Lord. We're ready to go deeper.